0: Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts.
1: Hey, it's Dave, and welcome to Geekologist Radio's special Westworld review episode, where we're going to take you through all things Westworld we're going to accurately predict the future, and let's introduce our crew for tonight's cast. We have Cajun. Derek is with us. What's going on?
0: Doing good. Doing good. I'm re- I'm ready to get started uh, with this. We have a lot of what do we know and what do we don't to cover this week. That one's, we're loaded on that front.
1: Yeah, and, and, and we also have Chris here with us too, who's, you know, recovering from the crushing blow of learning Emily's name. Yes,
2: but also from the triumph of learning that there could be another host in our midst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So you gotta win there, man.
1: That was a big one. Well, possibly. The door's yes. open. Let's get into it. Well, you know, this is our our ninth episode here. We only have one more episode of the show left, so we're going to take a little bit of a different approach here. We'll start off as we normally do with our what we got right and what we got wrong. We'll do a little bit of, a, of an episode review, talk about the title as we always do. And then when we get into what we know and what we don't know, that's really where we're going to start to sort of discuss and, and, and wonder about some of the open-ended questions as we still have heading into this last episode. So we'll tie all of our predictions and theories and everything into that bit. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. We have a lot to talk about here tonight. Uh, first of all, what we got right and what we got wrong. Cajun, what did we do right?
0: Well, uh, I call that Emily will find her dad and keep him alive long enough to make it to the valley beyond. So right now, the first part is right. Second part still looking good, uh, except the... Uh, Emily's not going to be the one getting him to the Val and Beyond because some bullets William threw her way. So uh, she, she's not getting there, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good one, though. I, I think that's. I would put that definitely in the We Got
2: It Right card. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Another one that we have really been talking about for a long time, and it really. It's hard to really call it a full reveal because we just completely expected it at this point but the valley beyond does indeed house data on all of the guests that have gone through and that's really the big nexus of where all of that information is held and we just had that finally definitively confirmed in this episode Mm -hmm. another one that i got really excited about teddy the turncoat he did his thing in this episode we we called that one kind of saw that coming he finally stepped up and defied dolores Uh, although he did do it in a little bit of a different way than we thought he didn't do it with violence or trying to physically stop her he just said i'm not going to be here to protect you anymore i can't continue forward with you and he offed himself so uh that was a big move there on teddy's part it was very sad a really bittersweet moment dolores really i think had a moment to reflect on how dark she has become and how it's affecting those around her that she cares about but uh we called
0: it teddy the Turncoat. And a brilliantly written scene like the dialogue right there was perfect yeah
2: it it was a really awesome twist later on when you saw william do the same exact thing and it was like the the blurring of the lines again where their their paths cross um they were mm-hmm. just on opposite ends uh
1: yeah and we'll have to get into that later when, so parallels between william and dolores in this episode i just thought were
2: great mm-hmm. one that's tracking right William might be a host. I'm <laughs> so excited about this. I've been on this train for a long time. So, at like, at, there was a lot of things leading up to this, and I feel like if it is shown that he is a host, you're going to see a lot of breadcrumbs throughout this entire season that that show that, including the memory things and his daughter not tracking right with certain things, the rubbing right. of the wrists, all that part bothers me. It, it it leads to a bit of a red herring, so I'm not. But currently, it's still tracking correct.
0: Right. And that one, I was like, I was against that one from the start. I was like, no, you're wrong, Chris. I don't, I don't, I ain't buying. I was poking holes in it. And then all the stuff started popping up in this and I was like, whoa, Chris could have been right. Look at all that. Whoa. And it just kept like this episode just had scene on top of scene. And one that really got me was when Juliet said to William, if you keep pretending, you forget who you really are. And I was like, who, who is he? To tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> uh." That was, that was that was good, how they layered all that in. And, and instead of spread, like, the little stuff was previously, but the heavy stuff was all in one episode with the reveal at the end of him cutting his wrist, but not us knowing for sure. So that was a really good cliffhanger ending at the end for that one with all the uh-huh. reveals in this one. For sure.
1: We didn't get anything wrong, did we, Chris? Uh.
2: uh listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm. I. am not i am we'll, not We'll say right now that Emily is not Grace. But okay. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. This. This could change. We'll see. If, Well, this could change if we find out that Emily was a host. This could change.
0: But. But he calls her Grace. And I yeah, mean, he calls I, her uh, Emily. Sorry. I she, know. And she, and she, yeah. yeah she goes by I
2: know. It, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take okay. it on the chin.
0: Okay now uh one that uh me and dave got wrong was uh william did not pull the trigger when he puts the gun to his head like we thought he's definitely gonna do it when that gun goes to his head when they preview it like he's gonna do it and for sure he did not do it yeah we were so sure
2: right no. uh, script that, armor, script right. armor
0: <laughs> that that accurately predicting the future stuff's crazy. Speaking of script, I'm like, what's in those red bottles that Emily was uh, was giving him? Is that like little bio-nanites that Delos makes to heal you internally? Well, man, he was it's like souped us. up Gatorade.
2: <laughs> Jeez.
0: Yep. Men in Blackade.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk about that too. So let's get let's circle back to that because I have a I have a theory about that.
0: Okay. Good deal.
2: We'll do. Uh,
0: moving into the actual uh, review what we're covering first, as always, is the meaning of the title. And the title this week is Vanishing Point. So definition of vanishing point is a point at which receding parallel lines uh, seem to meet when represented in a linear perspective or a point that something disappears or ceases to exist. The best way to, to picture this is if, say, you're looking at the, a picture or you're looking at the side of a box or barn. The two sides of the, bar- the the center piece is the tallest while the two pieces on the end visually look shorter to you. And if you drew lines from, the top, from those two, like in early art classes, you, they'll eventually recede to a point. And those points at the end that, that, that the perspective recedes to is the vanishing point in art. And for Westworld, I believe this signifies these multiple plot lines all converging on the forge. But in rego- okay go first.
2: I was going to say, it, you know what it reminds me of? is It reminds me of the, <coughs> the photo of the train tracks. Where they mm-hmm. where the the line are separate lines, but if you look at it at an angle, it just looks like a line converged. Even though, like if you're up close, you can still see that it's separated lines. It's you know it's just perspective on how far back you take a look at it. So that's the vision that I had in my head, similar to what you were talking about.
0: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah, I forget. There's two different types of the vanishing point lines in art, and that's one of them. The other is the the, the two the separate ones where they, they go in separate parts, and the other where everything converges all of it to one in this in a center point. Um, now, in regards to parallel things receding in this episode, we saw Ford and Maeve as a newfound father-daughter scenario, and William and Emily both on Father's Day with two parallel things: those father-daughter figures receding and going in very different directions.
2: On the on the opposite end, I uh, I noticed the personalities and the converging of the personalities for. Uh, William, to the point where he doesn't recognize whether it's reality or it's not reality any longer, so he has his two separate worlds, and you saw in the scene where he was at the the gala uh, he thought he saw Dolores and then quick snap back and it wasn't Dolores. he just doesn't know it, it it's almost like not recognizing what's real and what isn't it reminds me a lot of Bernard where Bernard says, "Where am I or what time am I
0: mm-hmm he doesn't know what's going on with them right now uh we, ha- do we have any salt
1: you know uh we do but none of it is coming from me this week gentlemen so this week let's call it dave just sits back and listens to his friends crap on westworld <laughs> chris juliet
2: is wasted Absolutely shit-faced drunk-wasted stuporing to the point where we're calling a psychiatrist because she's so drunk how does she find the key card? how does she (laughs) does she look out of the corner of her eye and then remember the fourth book to the left that that he with his back turned that has a car that dips in and then she's sober enough to go over the computer screen watch the video then sober enough to go over to the bathtub and then off herself makes no sense to me totally I was like nope not buying it at all
0: I can definitely see that she was. I mean, she was, or she was acting, or. But yeah, no, it does, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I was just like, that was the one part of the whole entire episode where I'm like, nah. Other than that, everything else seemed to jive. But like, that was just like, ugh.
0: <laughs> now, uh, two things that didn't jive for me uh, that I have a problem with was a uh, Ford somehow picked a favorite AI, and it was Maeve that came out of left field to me when did this happen it wasn't bernard or teddy or dolores or even lawrence of all people Azo for her. it was mave all this time this scene shoehorned in what are you guys thoughts on that one
1: have we ever seen them uh on screen together mave and nope. ford
2: no now i cannot blame to ford me. for her being his favorite because i absolutely love mave
0: right and except, like, maybe a scene in season one where he was maybe working with where with a tablet, but we never saw, I think, any semblance of affection that we, that we saw with Dolores and Arnold. That was obviously his favorite, but we didn't see that at all, I put forward, in my opinion. And unless they're going to show us a ton of flashbacks to, to make that right later, I'm not buying it. And, and yeah, I not agree. It felt a little out of left field to me. Not too. that
2: we didn't think that Wave, Maeve was awoke. But the fact that in that scene he said, I gave you the out to leave, and you chose to come back, that's free will. So at that point, she's definitely awoke and definitely conscious and making her own choices.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, that's something that we had said a lot last year. and That was clear to us now, which is gr- – that was a great little reveal. Um, now, one thing we know is the hats that they are given in the park – are the brain scanners because Bullshit. we know they took, the, they, we know they take the DNA out of them. We know that they monitor them visually with the uh, the hosts uh, recording of them, but the hats as brain scanners is either too silly or just simply smart. Because how do they get brain scans in other parks that don't have hats everywhere like the Raj? There's hardly anybody
2: with a hat. I don't get it. Too much of a kowinki dink that Emily was wearing a hat too. Like it's like no other females in this park are wearing hats. People are hatless all over the place, and she happens to have a hat, and he has a hat. And I'm like, come on. Like, and on top of that, like you just said, like what are they doing in Shogun World and all those other places? Nobody's wearing hats there.
0: I uh, I had a, I have a lot of trouble with that one being the uh, the extra piece. Maybe somebody that uh, doesn't wear a hat just doesn't get a full personality workup profile. I don't get it.
2: So in the sex scenes, are they all just wearing ball caps? Like is that? Because uh, I, I it makes no sense. Like how, how do they record that shit? Like Because you're not wearing like a five gallon hat.
1: Maybe they have on different. Hats. Maybe they maybe different <laughs> they're called nightcaps. Nightcaps.
2: There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, play
0: on words. Words are fun.
1: Hey, so listen. I think this is about time for us to head into the meat and potatoes here of this episode. Our what we know and what we don't know, that's really where a lot of this discussion is going to live. So uh, as we always do with our fact versus fiction, let's start off with what we now definitively know after episode nine,
0: Cajun. Uh, We know that Ford tried to chart a path for Maid's escape, just like we mentioned earlier, and Maeve chose her daughter over escape. Uh, That was something we had estimated before. At what point did Mae become awoke? And that decision on the train was her making her first choice, and everything else was written by Ford, which was a uh, stuff a lot of us talked about last year, but it was a big reveal uh, for him to lay it out now. Yeah, another thing that we learned,
1: which I thought was really interesting, is that data for people's consciousness can be transferred onto a data card roughly the size of a credit card. We saw William do that. Uh, you know, He was given that card from Ford, and we saw him bring it home to his wife, of course. So that was really interesting. It makes it very portable. It's pretty amazing, too, when you think about the entirety of a human being's consciousness fitting on a credit card. That's, uh, that's some pretty snazzy technology
2: right there. Yeah, if I had to hazard a guess, I'd say it's a American Express Black. Like it, it's, it's, <laughs> that thing's got some pretty hefty weight to it. Um, on that data card, uh, I, I had uh, slowed down the scene that has uh, Juliet taking a or not to Juliet, yeah, Juliet taking a look on it. Yeah, and on the pro, the profile, it says it's a it's a category forty seven B with persecutory uh, subtypes of delusion and paranoid subtype, which means that he is. Kind of almost in a, in a schizophrenic state, like everybody's against him. He's not sure what's real, what isn't real. 0.0072 um, percent of all people have that profile. So one, it makes him pretty rare, and also makes him a very easy target for the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why he did some of the stuff he did.
2: Yeah. A- another thing that we got too is uh, Juliet had mentioned that William makes yearly visits to the park, which. Made me think a little bit because a, a person being a titan of industry, specifically for Delos, I thought he would be visiting the park a little more often than his yearly visits. So I'm kind of curious on how, like, how long those extended stays were when he did go visit.
0: Right. And uh, something else we do know from those, uh, those visits is that we know Juliet's suicide is close in time to William entering the park in season one. And William's decision to pull the plug from James Delos's project, and decide to destroy his own project. We were trying to timestamp those uh, things, and we know because uh, Juliet makes a comment to William about it being about time for his yearly pilgrimage to the park, and so now we can timestamp that she died. Uh, he goes to James Delos, pulls the plug on the, on that project, and then starts his thing. Chris.
2: Oh, sorry. You, what you said, and then where my brain was, we were in two separate places because I was thinking of him in the tuxedo, and I was thinking that perhaps he went and pulled the plug on that prior to entering, the gala that he was at because he was oh, wearing the same. He was wearing the same exact gotcha. tuxedo, like he had gone down, done that, because he was wearing that same exact tuxedo with the cuffs on it, and mm-hmm. then went upstairs. Like either was there and then come back, and then went. I don't know, but like that's where my head was at because oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of him in that suit. It was either there or, or when he was going up for Ford's speech and it makes a lot more sense that it would be that event rather than Ford's speech.
0: Mm. But he would have to go all the way to wherever West Road is, we'll call it China, and we'll make the. Also you have to make the assumption he's not living in the park. Sure. But that's but he could be. But he would have to make a big travel there, but yeah. That's a good point too. Huh. But it, they are close together, but it's a matter of what event he was sure. in, dressed up for sure. before he went. Sorry, to that's probably JD. way
2: out there. It's just, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I was trying to put two and two together. It's probably two and six. <laughs> it, it, it's Westworld. Need <laughs> three, four, and five for yeah, yeah, first, right.
0: and we don't know what parks yeah. three, four, and five are. I oh,
2: know. Sure.
0: Uh, oh, and uh, uh, speaking of uh, park five, there's a really good interview out there um, from E3 that has um, the creators, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy doing a panel at E3, about a one-hour panel on their in- video game influence of them making Westworld and how they make different gamers' uh, personalities in the park. Specifically, they talk about William and Men in Black, but uh, Jonathan Nolan does make a mention that if they were to go to a park as a family or if he, was, or if he was to take his wife, they would go to park five and we don't know what Park Five is. So that was a curious uh, revelation there. Future World? That's, that's my thought. I was like, that's probably the safest one with all the niceties that he might be saying. Yeah, same. Now, uh, going, jumping back into what we know, uh, we know that William and Ford prefer to murder humans to avoid potential roadblocks because Ford Nard, or whatever you want to call him now, he wants to straight up kill Elsie and he killed those guards earlier and he has no qualms with it right now he has no qualms having dolores kill everybody at the gala william guns down delos's agents um just because he thinks they're not human or that they might pull him off of his narrative that he's on or the game that he's on then he guns down his daughter when there was a host scanner right there on the ground nearby he could have used that to check see if she was a host and instead he shoots her as his first choice so they just they prefer murder
2: that goes back to that paranoia that like Mm -hmm. him constantly just like i can't trust a single person it's almost like he's engaged and then you can just see him distance and then he's disengaged and all of a sudden he's just a completely different dude yep um one
0: other thing we know is that both william and dolores right now they're both tragically alone they both have caused the death of everyone who cared for them and they're playing into dave's theory previously that they leave the park together because right now, they're parallel, both going to the same place with the same tragic backstory with this lost love they have in the past as their history. So playing
2: right into that, sir. He even says that, uh, that he belongs in that world more that he belongs in the real world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, and then one more uh, for over to Chris for a few is that previously, William mentions he doesn't drink except in the park. But then in the real world, he grabs a drink. He just kinda, of, he says, F it, give me a Macallan. And he also mentioned that he controls how much darkness he lets in. So that's him letting in some darkness into the real world. So we know he ha- has allowed himself to do that in the past, which gives an opening to, that's why Juliet and his wife was seeing so much darkness in him in the real world, not just in the park, because he was letting it in and she was seeing it. It wasn't just contained to the park. Then she saw, all of this darkness from the park and that just puts the icing on the cake for her that she married a monster.
2: Every time I hear about this darkness it makes me think of Venom and like there's only, <laughs> there's only so much <laughs> before it like just overtakes his body and it just be, becomes Venom. Um, yeah or Dexter. Or Dexter yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really thought was interesting is we knew that they held the or had theorized that they held the people coming into the park and all of their information. But what I had no idea was is when they specifically said exactly what they were doing to Daddy Delos, they were doing to everyone else, meaning they were running these cycles on other humans throughout mm-hmm. the entire park, which is crazy. How many people came into this park? Where are all these people being stored and how are they running them? Are they running them in the forge? Are they running them in real life? You know what I mean? Or, or who are they specifically pulling out to be able to run in real life? Was, was Dalos the only human that they were running the experiment in the real world on, but everybody else was in the forge?
1: What do you do with a forge? Store. Create. What what is a forge? Right, it's a place where you're. If you're forging metal, you're you know smelting, uh, you know iron or whatever, and you're forging metal into the thing that you want to create. So think of think of the way that you're forging these human consciousness AI. You know, at this facility, you know, this is a place where you could theoretically have all of these people being slowly created in the crucible that is the
2: valley beyond.
0: Yeah. And, and we're kind of going into now what we're kind of seeing the Forge as, but it says a natural progression. So we'll keep it into this what we know part about what they did with James Delos and stuff, because I think James Delos was a one off. That was the first trial. As they're collecting all of the brain processes, they're collecting a lot more than just. Maybe one interview and a couple of days in a lab with James Delos, they're collecting a lot more of it, but one of the big things they have is they have narratives to run, just like in The Cradle. You can run the entire Westworld narrative, which is what The Cradle ran, with all the hosts going through their motions, then throw in all of these guest personalities in there and how they interact and you know how they interacted, and the computer could constantly be tweaking personality choices into where every guest makes the same choices they would've made when they were in the park. And you just run these guests through the park's narrative in the cradle, bouncing them off of everything that they would've done before in a much bigger test environment than just a small room that James Ellis was in, till you get fidelity. And then you have that fidelity going, are perfected for all of these guests until you can get those little pearls or whatever perfected or whatever the storage device is affected where you can put it into a host and leave the park. That's my thing.
1: Yeah. And again, not to, you know, I don't know, maybe this is a little bit too obvious to point out, but if it's named the cradle, you know, think about you're nursing this little infant consciousness yeah. to, you know, full realization. You know, these names are not just drawn out of the air and, and thrown in there The everything we know in
2: the show has has meaning so so as a side note when you said the word forge in my head i heard the word foraging which is why i said to 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 hold as opposed to <laughs> to, to build i don't know why so like that was like you were talking and i'm like i don't what the hell is he talking about oh dad now my brain goes oh yeah it's really <laughs> it's been a long day it it's been a long day um yeah uh, another one is the scanners in the park only scan for the C6, which means they're looking for the bombs in the back. Isn't a way to tell if somebody is a host or not a host because if the bomb wasn't ever put in the back, anybody could break that. Bernard could do it. Maeve could do it. Potentially uh, MIB could do it. That that mm-hmm. scanner is not to tell if it's a host or not. It's to tell if they have the C6 in their back. How do you know? Uh, because it says right on the scanner. Like it runs the, the C6. And then four episodes ago or five episodes ago when they went back in – check to see if they have it if if they have it in their spine which is exactly where that bomb is located because maeve said it in season one that's it's 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 located in so they just scan for it if they see it 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 runs either clear or doesn't run clear if it runs red time to go but if it was never in them to begin with you could pass that which makes it really weird like if that's the only way to tell the difference between a host and a non-host is that bomb i mean
0: right especially have a giant mind core muffin in their brain you can scan for i would think
2: yeah and you can tell that because bernard passed the test the first time but then he uses his thumbprint and can't get in to mave so
1: yeah you you would think they would maybe have like a portable ultrasound or something at that time that you could just kind of sort of wave by and mm -hmm. see the you know that that structure inside of their head yep that would make
0: more sense uh let's see, what else do we know? Got one more thing. We know that Ford and William had an agreement to stay out of William's project and Ford's narratives. That's why Valley Beyond was existing over there and Ford had run to the park by himself because Ford was allowed to know what was happening over there in the Valley Beyond General, but you stay out of it, and vice versa. So that's why they had these two titans of power both staying out of each other's way and both having power of their own parts of the organization simultaneously. And also why Ford wasn't scared he was being fired because he had all of those secrets in his back pocket on William if, uh, if stuff went South.
2: I put down Ford's speech and like, I could pick a, like, I mean, pretty much anything that comes out of Anthony Hopkins mouth at this point. Uh, but the conversation that he had with Bernard at the, the truck, um, And he said to him, the the Mayu line, which I didn't know what it was at first. Um, and I was watching an episode of another show and they discussed, um, the connection between Cain and Abel in which, um, God comes down and allows Cain to make the choice to choose between, um, God or his family. Um, and so I believe this is an opportunity where Ford is saying this to Bernard, giving him a choice between either the hosts or the humans. And is,
1: for context so what was the line in the shell
2: um for context um he said to he says to him uh oh what oh he was at when Bernard was like get the, get the f out of my head basically and he he's outside of the truck it's the first it's when he's inside the truck the first time and then he's outside well whatever the SUV um and he he looks at him and he just says he off, I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying because it sounded like he was talking gibberish at first and he said he say, uh, says something to the effect of like may you or, like, basically asking him a question, and I I, I couldn't put two and two together. Um, and it it gives Bernard the choice to choose between protecting Elsie and letting her go, or choosing God and and just offing mm-hmm. her, and he's choosing to throw away Damn the gun and, and family and leave. Um, and that's the last time you see Ford in his head, which is I think, the, I mean, besides the fact that he, like, took out all of the, the packets, but it was a conscious decision you know what I mean like he's making a choice so maybe this is maybe that was a turn for Bernard where he's making a conscious choice
0: right right huh now uh those are the things that we know now let's move on into stuff that we don't know these are questions and, and a couple of these we'll actually kind of give some of our thoughts on what are these are so this this might blend a little with the theory but this is stuff we don't know we're gonna give our thoughts on it so uh let's get started Chris
2: WTF, where is Hector in the gang? We haven't seen Hector since we left him on the mountaintop as Maeve was heading down to see her daughter. That's the last time we saw Hector and mm. the rest of the gang. My guess is that the cavalry will show up inside the mesa to save her at this point. But, I mean, if she's got mental telepathy, you think she might have called him a little bit faster? That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's a good question.
2: exactly. Um, is Emily really dead? I, I think not. I don't think she's actually dead. Because I don't think she's human, but that's beside the point. I don't. We don't know if Emily's really dead. All we see is her lumped on the ground. People aren't out until they're out. See Clementine.
0: Uh, I'll point to Katja Herbers, the actress who played her's Vanity Fair interview she just did uh, that just that was just released today, and they asked her if her character was dead. And she said yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She might not have been supposed to reveal that, but she said yes.
2: That's an effing bummer because I they just did not give her enough screen time.
0: No, she was great. No. She, she's going to be a star in something.
2: Well, I tell you what. I really think
1: that she needs to be dead because what it does for the story, I think, is, is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You, that moment, that scene where William, he's really off the rails. And he's really having a hard time. And and we've seen this sort of throughout the episode where he's starting to question his own reality. And we saw him at, at the awards dinner at that one point, sort of looking around, spacing out, thinking he sees Dolores, then feeling his arm. And you can tell that he's wondering, am I a host? No, no, no. We see that sort of pathos develop as we go on. And then here he is in this scene, and he, this is a guy that has been confronted by hosts who have been controlled by Ford this season. So it's not totally out of the question, but he sees a rescue party show up and immediately thinks, Ah! You're not going to get me, Ford. This is part of your game. And he guns them down, and his daughter looks at him with horror and says, Dad, those were real people. And we get the sense that she's real, and... He then says, "No, no, no! You're definitely not real." And he guns her down, and she falls, and he's and he's about to start digging into his daughter's arm, and he and he sees that she's holding that data card. That moment and that pain, that's in him, and that he realizes when he realizes what he's done, he realizes, "Oh my God! She did know because she had the data card. This really was my daughter. And who? How could she have had this data card if it wasn't her? Because she took it from..." My house, you know, th- this is her, and that weight on him, knowing that that he failed and killed his daughter, that is an incredibly powerful moment for this character and for this series, and it's also interesting to us as fans because, you know, as fans we're doing the same thing, right? We're we're being William. We're looking at everybody and going. Could that guy be a host? Could that bike guy be a host? Maybe this person. Well, I don't know. You know, and, and so, you know, it's so easy to fall into that trap. And, and you could see how easy it is for William, after all these years of being in this created world, to, to, to fall for that. Um, but what a moment for him. And, and how does he go on from there? I, I think with her being really dead, and that really have been the real Emily... I think that now we also have this incredibly powerful motivator for William, right? Because, you know, Emily also says to him, you know, Dad, I'm not going there because I want to try and recreate mom and bring mom back. I just want to go because I want answers. Why did she kill herself? So she's hinting at the fact that maybe there is that capacity to go off and get mom's consciousness out of the valley beyond. Well, now William is thinking, now maybe he can go and try and get his daughter's consciousness. We know that they've collected a ton of data on her. She's been there a lot. Maybe. And has a hat. Just maybe. Yeah. And she's been wearing a hat and puts it right back on after she knows, right? <laughs> just maybe. That's his chance at redemption, his one last chance. Maybe I can give my daughter a new life by bringing her consciousness to life.
2: This oh, last two episodes have been about moments. There's, there's just like su- so many super key moments. The moment that you were talking about where she says i'm not here because i just want to know why mom died she was keying him up to tell the truth and he still couldn't do it she was keying it up saying like there's got to be a reason why mom did it. it aside from what you're telling me but not without actually coming out and saying that to him and he still wouldn't give her up the information and then when she has the key in his the key card in his hand even more so than killing her, it's like, oh, and I lied. To, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many layers yeah. to that. It, there's just a lot. But when she, when he spins and says, you know, you're not gonna knock me off my core. F you, Ford. I, for a moment, I thought she was a host. Like for a moment, I thought there was gonna be a, a switch that flipped, kind of like it has in the last couple of people that he's talked to, and all of a sudden she was just gonna be like, you're right, and or some mm. some line that was gonna come across, and then uh, then I kind of once she asked him about or said the mom thing then i'm like oh no no that's that's too obvious like they're trying to tip the hat here to let you know that she's not a host she's human
0: yep now we're we're feeling pretty strong because of the katra herbert quote that emily is
2: not a host and and a dead human but what about the the dad chris i you know what that i'm a firm believer all the way up through these last six episodes that he's a host my problem lies in so many red herrings and so many over the top am i a host things that it almost leads me to believe that they're they want you they're they're trying to tip the scale back to the well we're not sure if he's a you know human or a host right. to the point where i i i would love to be right on this but i have a feeling that he's human and that that's not the case i just think that they're they're tipping it too far to the other side of that slide for it to be him being a host also i don't think they doubled down on the bernard thing now now you're not going to do that two seasons in a row especially on the last episode it would piss me off actually because they there's nothing to follow it up there's not another episode to follow that up and you have to try to cram a ton of information in an hour and a half
1: mm-hmm. okay. you know it's it's interesting too because you've laid out so much information And little detail about William. You know, we've been talking since way in the beginning about, you know, that arm that got broken by Dolores that seems like it magically healed. Or look at how often he's shot and he just kind of heals himself and he's all better. There are all these little things that had you questioning it, Chris, the most out of all of us for a long time. Then all of a sudden, you're right. They came hard in this episode. He's grabbing his arm a couple of different points. He's openly questioning Am I a host? And of course, obviously, you know, the the last time we see William, he's taking out a knife and he's digging his, in his arm. But to me, there's so much more gravitas. There's so much more emotional weight in him being human. Because with him, for William, his last hope that he's not a monster is, oh, my God, I just killed my daughter. Please let me be a host. And somebody made me do it. Because if I'm really me, and I really just did that, how do I move forward with that knowledge and the weight of that knowledge? And so him, you know, he's almost clinging to the hope that he's not really a human. So for him to be able to move forward, you know, digging in his arm and seeing just flesh and bone in there, you know, that's going to be awfully hard for him to put one foot in front of the other.
2: couple of things one they touched back at the gala and you got to see how close he and emily were prior to what we see now and how far apart they are so they they had a really close relationship to the point where they were having a nightcap talking about mom afterwards you know after i put her to bed let's talk Mm -hmm. and that's why she was there so you got to see the fact that they had a personal relationship and it wasn't always as rocky as it appeared in fact it was more rocky with mom than with her mom than it was with her and him um, the other thing that I wanted to loop back to when we were t- in the beginning about the canisters—you don't know how she, how she saved him. I mean, you see the drink bottles, but then you see the, the container and you see a bunch of just missing things. So we don't know how she fixed him, and we don't know how long right. he was out. So that makes it even—that's like one of those things again where it's tipping the scale. Like, did she fuse him? Did she just, you know, mechanically fix him again? How come the medics aren't really there? Like, it's just a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, and we know that Delos cured all disease. So we know that Delos was a biotech company at 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 least at, at some point. So it has significant biotechnology there. So yeah, it just makes you can just make a lot of assumptions this series that they can cure a lot of stuff. Maybe <laughs> just,
2: maybe even hangovers. That's what the juice medical. that that William gave his wife and that's how she was able to see the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, she just popped right up. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Whatever whatever yeah, was in so, that water.
1: <laughs> it's just tricky though because, you know, we've seen at this point that they have tools that they can use to 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 sort of heal i don't know lacerations in the skin and that sort of thing but we haven't necessarily seen something that's in a med pack that can heal extensive internal damage which you know some of the shots that william took for you to just open up a pack and be able to to fix that up i don't know that we've necessarily seen that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist and it's Clearly seems to be something that exists in the show, where you can just open a med pack and, oh, I I was shot in the liver. That's fine. I'll just stick this little device in the hole. Uh, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of the uh, the gaming motivations here, I think that is where Nolan and Joy are bringing a lot of their stuff from. It's like, how are people healing med packs next? <laughs> just like med packs can exist in the real world now. Deal with the devils invented them. Let's go. That's how they work in games. That's how they work here too um moving on to our next what we don't know uh we don't know where the hell is Sizemore I, he was there to save Maeve the last we saw like, he was very interested in her last episode and he was nowhere to be found this entire episode or swore he would have been coming back to get her out of there but it looks like Ford's the one doing all of that by opening up her code
2: if I had a hazard to hazard a guess he's someplace grabbing Hector <laughs>
0: they're, they're hugging it out yep um, This is a big one for me. Did Bernard delete Ford and thus is Ford dead?
2: Nope.
1: Chris, you're shaking your head. What's up?
2: Uh, Ford's not dead because he's mine transferred to Maeve.
0: Okay. Because that was the other thing. Did Was it just the speech he put into Maeve or did he fully transfer into her? And I'm leaning towards that too, that he transferred into Maeve knowing that he was risky staying in bernard a programmer who could delete him and he transferred over to mave and so i think uh, bernard did delete ford but like chris said he's in Mave.
2: also that yeah, speech oh go ahead sorry i think that he
1: probably also has the ability to move about via the mesh network um you know that was something that we saw when he was part of the cradle but i'm not sure why that wouldn't also work when he's mm-hmm. not inserted in the cradle or that's destroyed only because we see you know with uh, what's her name clementine you know they they put a code into clementine that's basically going to spread like a disease to other hosts around her using the mesh network and have them all kill each other that's how they're weaponizing clementine so i don't see how you know i think it's plausible for ford to be able to to jump
0: Yeah, but we don't see him move around via the mesh network. We see him speak through hosts earlier, but we never see him move around through the mesh network uh, through hosts, just speak through them.
2: We also don't know if whatever Clementine has or what Maeve has works on woke hosts. Might work on unwoke hosts, but it doesn't work on woke. It's probably not going to work on a woke host.
0: It won't. Anybody who's disconnected from the mesh network like Lawrence was Mm -hmm. will not work on them. Yep.
2: So they're going to have trouble with Dolores and Maeve and anybody else. So it'll affect some people but it's not going to affect everybody.
0: Right. And that could be why we uh, uh, this is a trailer thing where we could see some of them fighting hosts maybe. Um, Now, this is a big one. What is the door?
1: Hmm. I'm holding on to the idea that it is a way to leave Westworld and get out into the real world. I I am still I'm 50/50 on the idea of they think it's going to take them into the real world, but it really takes them into future world. Haha, ha, got you. I I really like that, which I think you guys have been purporting for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Episode but either one. way, I I think that that being their ultimate goal, it's a passage out and what they at least what they think into the real world i I really think that's where it's heading i really still think that we're going to end up seeing william and dolores converging and join you know heading in the same direction especially now that teddy's out of the way uh you know william you know he has nothing left for him in the real world his daughter and his wife are both dead i think that he's going to realize that you know my my love for Dolores all along is has really still been here. Look at how the two of us have come together again in the end. The, my beginning is now my end as well. Uh, let's do this and let's set these hosts free out in the real world, including my host daughter Emily, so that I can give her new life. We need to set these hosts free, and now we have motivation that i don't even though i i kind of always thought that's where things were heading i don't know that i really 100 percent understood why that would be william's motivation to get the hosts out into the real world other than to you know bring the game to life uh but now we see an even more powerful motivator which is can i recreate emily and set her free
2: I think that they're going to lean towards it being a physical as opposed to a metaphysical thing only based upon the fact that last year the cradle or not the cradle the maze was metaphysical it wasn't a physical thing and I think that this time they're going to flip it and it's going to be a physical thing just because they, they don't want to go to that same imaginary place again it might be metaphysical and physical at the same time but I don't I think they're going to lean towards the other side.
0: I think we're just going to see a bunch of physical doors. Like, here's the door into the forge. Here's the door out of the forge. Here's the door out of Westworld. All oh, these doors are opening. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be a lot of doors. With a lot of passengers, because next week's title is The Passenger. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, who is riding on who's back? Now, uh, one other thing we don't know. So, Emily. We know she wanted to get to the forge to understand why her mom did what she did, but how will the forge be able to determine that information? Emily seems like she's smart enough to know this because there's no recording of the person's cognition in the real world, only in the park. So how can the clone copies represent what the mom would do in the real world unless it runs it through exactly what happened in the house, which still the fidelity test of a Cradle or a Forge wouldn't be able to do. Um, so I'm having a, a lot of problems with that.
2: I have a feeling that she knew, she knew a lot more than than even William does because, I mean, look, she could speak Lakota. William came out and said, I, I don't even speak that language that Ford made up and you, have you guys speak. And she, she's talking about, she's asking about how they're able to take all that information. If you had all that information, you'd need blah, 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 blah. And she rattled off, all kinds of high scientific verbiage that like not the average person would know. And he's like, well, we did it in a hat. And she's like, almost like dumbfounded. Like it was that simple. Like I thought it was more complex than that. And so I think that she, uh, that's why I think you're going to see her again. She might've been dead, but I think you're going to see her one more time before this episode, but in this last episode is of some sort, because there's a reason why she had all of that written in that book.
0: Yeah. There's a copy of her in the forge, at least some sort. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the other thing is these personal selves that are in in the Forge, like how can these clone copies represent a person in the real world? Because the park is picking up their uninhibited selves. That is William's big speech to James Devos, Because if you know what they do when they're uninhibited, you can market to them. You, you can figure out what they really want in this world. But you can't pass off an uninhibited person in the real world because in the real world, we have inhibitions. You put an uninhibited person into the real world, all their friends and family are like, who is this person? Like, you put Man in Black from the park into William running Delos Corporation? They'd be like, what is this crazy maniac of a person right here? Because that's only his self in the park. And so I do have an issue with these clone copies being slightly problematic in the real world, not being true. All right. No, oh, Moving on to another one. Uh, if the personalities um, are real-time updates, it would be a brain scan from the hat and gathered by DNA. Same thing like I said before, but the man in black's personality profile is going to contradict one of my theories. Is that he is his Ford-related profile at the end is going to be him as White Hat William, and I'm not feeling good about that one right now because his his stained personality profile that we saw. On his thing was Black Hat William, and so I don't see how you can get White
2: Hat William out of that. No, I think he'd be hard pressed. Although
0: yeah. they could, he could look at it as just physically putting
1: him into that younger model, even though it's his, knowing what he knows now. You know, putting his modern consciousness into that body.
0: Oh yeah, so it would be Jimmy Simpson, the actor playing uh, Broken Stained William. Exactly, and, him and,
1: and it makes and, sense also if if he and Dolores are going forward together, because now he's mm-hmm. in the in the body that Dolores relates to more.
0: And as an audience, you want to see Jimmy Simpson and Dolores running around the park. You don't want to see Ed Harris and Dolores yep. running around the world or future world or other parks doing it. I think from a physical acting standpoint, uh, that makes more sense moving forward. I like it. I like it, Dave. Um, okay, another thing we don't know. Why did Bernard's scar disappear? We were on Scarwatch, all of a sudden disappeared. Why did it happen? I think they're going to at least tell us this in the next episode. Do y'all think they're going to at least mention it?
2: Mm, the the preview made a very big indication that that was going to be the case. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, you know, we keep talking about we saw multiple of Bernard's on screen. You know, we saw a room full of them. We fully we know that there's going to be an entire lake bed that's filled in with water with a bunch of drowned blank hosts that have never really been fired up. They're uh, you know the the sort of virgin mind cores in bodies of hosts that we've seen before like Teddy. Um, you know so where are they getting these from? I'm assuming it's going to be in in the valley beyond. We're going to get these extra bodies i mean they're storing them somewhere ford had to secretly store his extra bernards off somewhere because he was sort of his own little rube creation but everybody else's multiple copies have to be stored somewhere so um you know i
0: think that's what will end up going down nice now uh speaking right on that one one thing we're gonna find out about and we don't know is how and why the valley is flooded we have no clue where this water's coming from. We have no clue how it happened or why it happened. Um, so there's a lot of holes to fill next episode.
2: It's going to be pretty epic, too. It's going to be a huge uh, set piece. So um, they said it was one of the largest set pieces HBO has ever done. So uh, I, I can imagine it's going to be pretty epic. Nice. A couple of things to, to before we get into whatever else we're going to head on. I, Charlotte's True Motivations. I, I would love to have gotten a Charlotte Backstory. Love to. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to give me a Ketchita and you're giving me Man of Black? Give me a Charlotte. Let me know why she mm-hmm. got into the park, how she got into the park, how she got her job, how she's one of the youngest, you know, to be on the board. I'd, I'd love a Charlotte backstory because I, I would be super interested.
1: We got to see something season three, right?
2: Yeah. that's That leads me mm-hmm. to my other question. Like, where is the show going? I, I mean, you, this I like last year, you could see kind of like, I don't know. I could see season two. The Rebellion. Yeah, the the Rebellion, rebellion. and I could see where it's going. A lot of people are dying. You get to season three and all these people are still alive. Pretty soon you're going to start to waver on caring about them anymore because nothing, again, script armor, nothing hurts them. So you're not going to lose people at such a rapid pace, or if they do die, they could come back. So it's going to be very difficult moving forward unless they – do some more trickery. And I don't know how much more mind jumping the audience is going to want to do.
0: Well, we saw a lot of deaths this season. We saw Juliet, we saw Emily, we saw Lawrence, uh, we saw Angela. We've seen deaths this season, uh, but you're, and Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. But there's still that option of the Forge having copies. But after that, after the Forge and copies, after the end of the season, deaths should become more permanent. Probably the cradle put its level of permanence there, but we don't know what the forge has, so there's still that unknown there. But I do think that some of these deaths are and will be permanent uh, moving forward, which puts that sort of Game of Thrones level of expectation on there, where not everybody's immortal. Um, Some of these people we will have to mourn when they die, um, because so far it hasn't been that case almost at all.
2: The other thing that they're gonna run into trouble with is people don't really care about the other parks. It's nice when we went to Shogun World. Everybody was ready for to leave when it was when that episode was was going on. It's like can can this be over with now? The Raj was good, but just because it was a very short period of time and you only got to see it for about 10 or 15 minutes, and it was a quick glimpse. I would have loved a quick glimpse of Shogun World too, and then been done with it. So if they if they're just going to go park to park to park to park, I feel like that's going to lose its luster too. <laughs>
0: With with the only option being, I think, the future world option where it's something that there's a a big distraction and reveal or we're in a park still Mm -hmm. and people realizing that's the case. And then, for me, the show is eventually going to be putting these AI in the real world before we're done and at least maybe some point before the end of season three or right at the end of season three, if not before we're going to see them go into the real world. And I think it's one giant fidelity test of how all of these really scarred ai really scarred hosts just think of like the most physically traumatized or mentally traumatized per- people you know of all being released into the world with all this power and strength sure that's what i think it's going to, have to deal with at least next season like how do you how do these people with trauma deal with stuff in the real world how do they have actual relationships and uh become a part of society i think that's one of the many topics we'll have to deal with
2: who knew host would go all walking dead when they when clementine put her hand up that guy bit an ear off that other guy was like bit like part of the guy's throat out i'm like they're biting people man like it's not even like just knocking people out there's some serious chewing going on (laughs) <laughs> and as
0: my favorite long live Clementine man oh, oh we thought she might have been dead but she no. never took one to the head no. she's alive
2: and she looked less zombified she looked like less like a zombie <laughs> which is even better like she all the white face paint was gone she like takes yes. a look and keeps on ticking she is a true host she reminds me of Teddy like he, she just I think she's died like what at least five or six times we've seen like deaths that aren't part of like the west world like her, her loop like actual like deaths right. and then she's come back mm-hmm. insane
1: insane She's not working too great though. No.
0: no. <laughs> She's got a few holes in her. But hey, hey we've seen a hey, Dolores had some holes. Teddy had some holes. A lot of people have holes and keep on ticking, including Mr. William. Yes. I'll give you that one, Chris. Yes. Yeah. All right. No prediction this week. Ready to sign us off, Dave?
1: Yeah, I'm just, you know, let me just look back over because I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh You know, that convergence of goals between Ford and Dolores and William. Again, I really think that's going to pay off. I really think they're all heading toward the same goal, which is releasing people out there. The really the big wild card here. I want to talk a little bit more about Bernard before we wrap, because I think that he's really the question mark. He seems to be the white hat here. He seems to be the one that wants to stop any mass carnage that might go on. And he's running off, guns blazing on his own. He doesn't want to hurt Elsie. He says, I've got to go. I've got to get there. I've got to stop this. I've got to do what I can to stop Ford. So, you know, what is it that he intends to do? What does he want to do? Is he the one that's going to flood the valley to try and stop them from leaving? Is, uh, is he going to be caught in a showdown? Is he going to look down upon the idea of having that clementine going and spreading that virus and killing all those hosts because that doesn't seem like that would be his bag either even if that is helping to stop them from escaping or whatever uh, that to me he, he's such a big question mark for me i'm really curious to see where that ends up
2: when does the El- when does the 11 day timeline catch up with the lc bernard timeline is where i'm curious about because how many days do we have left? How many days do we have left? Because he, he, he with uh, he, him and Elsie together, and him being downstairs and doing all the stuff that Ford's asking him to do, should be way before he's found on the beach.
0: Right, right. So well, I mean, because there was it was four days. Yeah. When they found so him. So what
2: happens a... after? Oh,
0: when Ford entered. Yeah, him.
2: we're going to do an hour and a half, and we're just talking about the flood part. We don't know what actually happens after do they find Abernathy? Are they still on the chase for Abernathy? We don't know anything that happens on the post end of that. We only, we're only we only talking about the the still the beginning part of it.
0: Right, because Charlotte and Strand are still on their way there. They're going to be entering the forge and seeing the aftermath. Yes. And how they actually play that out. Are they going to enter it at the beginning, which would be a great play. They enter it at the beginning of the episode. You see the aftermath of that, but then everybody else enters and you're like, well, how the hell did we get there? And then that plays out. So like that's that.
2: your continuation into season three because then you get to see the aftermath. Like, how do, mm-hmm. how do they pick up? Who's still left? What happens after that? But I was just thinking about that. I'm like, those timelines don't match.
0: And we get to, Charlotte gets her core. Because I think at the end, you ha- she has to get it. She has to get Peter Abernathy's core and we get to know what's in there next season. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets it. <laughs> and then we can just like speculate on what was in there the whole rest of the time.
1: Actually, you know, and that's a fantastic question. I haven't really thought about what's in Peter Abernathy's head because now, you know, in light of what we know from the past couple of episodes it's not just the secret to how to hold consciousness of a person because we see that on data cards and that's, you know, in whole giant, Mm -hmm. uh, you assume there's like a server room or something and, you know, we have the cradle and everything else. So what is on his mind core that is so precious and unique that they have to
0: retrieve
2: that data i was under the impression that he had all of the information that was in the forge
0: no way it's i mean the forge is just a massive data bank to have everything in there in his little mind core I don't, I don't the, the compression algorithm, the guys on Silicon Valley and middle out theorem, I don't even think they can compress the data that much.
2: Unless he has all of the information for all of the board members on it.
0: Mm.
2: Oh. And that's why they need to get it back. Hmm. Because I, I think that would make a lot more sense. This is what, like 30 or 40 board members I think they talked about or something somewhere to that effect. So.
0: Who are mostly dead now? Yeah. Because that was a board mm-hmm. party at Ford's dinner, sure. so a lot of them are dead now. Sure. Yeah. And nobody seems to care.
2: No. nobody. There, <laughs> there's also no like regular humans running around, although I think that uh, William kind of expressed that. He's like, how did you find me? You, you could go for months and not see a person that you knew, even remotely knew.
0: Doubly right, Chris. If it is the information on all the board members and it was hidden in Peter Abernathy to get out, now that they're all dead it's super important to get it out and put into a backup host so you can put a backup host
2: into the board uh yeah run it run it business sense. as usual as opposed to adding more people into the fray yeah
1: mm-hmm. where is the government oversight of this park where it's just straight up real murder for like
0: two weeks <laughs> Paying off China, baby. Yep. guess. No, nothing to see here. Where's that... Bo- okay, I thought all these people died. No, they were just sick for a little bit. You saw our post in the Delos website, right? It said they were all sick. They were just sick. Look, here they are right here, alive and well, not acting abnormal at all. Look at them. <laughs> all perfect. <laughs> nothing to see here. This board member has a habit of walking up
1: on top of mountaintops and smashing his head in with a rock, but it's fine. But it's okay. Yeah. No big deal.
0: Mm- no inhibitions at all. All inhibitions have been removed from all of them. Whatever virus it was removed their inhibitions, but they're themselves. Trust us. <laughs>
2: the other thing I'm curious about is the Logan aspect of the last episode. I'm really curious on what he has to say.
0: He looks in it a lot. I'm interested to see what he's there. Yeah. Yeah, because... He has to, he has to be like the, the, the host of The Forge. I've been here so long. <laughs> Let me show you my room.
2: But he knows a shit ton of secrets that he pretty much said... To Dolores at that dinner, like, I could blow this whole damn thing up. And I'm so I'm really curious about what he knows that, like, maybe nobody else would know aside from William.
1: Hey, what if they recreate Logan as well? It'd be interesting.
2: I just feel like he's in the forge and that's it. I really feel he, like it's he's just. He's in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me he's too. definitely in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, just, just, I mean, we're all doing too much on trailer, but yeah, he's pro. Like pronounced in the trailer and so he's going to be there a lot next week.
2: He's there and he's young, which means he's not he hasn't aged, which means he's the he's got to be a a forged version of himself otherwise you'd see a young you'd see an yeah, older version or a flashback or a flashback or you'd see yeah. the older version of him so yeah.
1: All right. All right. I think I'm out of stuff. I think we're good. So uh gentlemen, listen, this was a fun one. We've really covered a lot, and and this is it now. We're heading into the very last episode. Can you believe it? Can you believe
0: we're here? I'm saddened that I'm that we're here. I really want this to keep going. Yeah. We- well, listen.
1: It's all right. We got it now. Hopefully, there will be some kind of a little thread that'll have us dangling and thinking, and you know, we'll revisit Westworld again maybe in another year and and see where we're at. 18 months. That being said, <laughs> I think it's about time to sign off, gentlemen. So. Uh, Chris, where
2: can we find you? Uh, on Twitter at Tophernoons. Great,
0: Cajun. Call Cajun Saint, all one word on Twitter.
2: All right,
1: and I'm Dave. You can find me at Big D one one two three five eight. And this has been Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Podcast Family of Podcasts. Saying thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you again next week.
0: Ninja pancake, not Ninja podcast. Ninja podcast. Yeah,
2: Ninja podcast. Ninja
1: podcast. Let me do family that again. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Hold on one second. So this has been Geekologist Radio talking about Westworld here on the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Signing off until uh, next week. We'll talk to you then, everybody. Thanks.
0: I'll pick the best one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the that other one might be either. better.
0: <laughs> so this it's, is the it's, pod geek it's ninja
1: fine. cake
0: <laughs> I might leave all this in too who knows <laughs>